a Keep Productive production. Welcome to the Tools They Use podcast. Interviews with professionals about how they use apps, software, habits, and routines every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tools They Use podcast. It is Francesco here. So, guys, we have now finished Series 3 on the podcast. Uh, Super sad news, uh, if I'm honest. Um, I have really enjoyed doing the series in terms of, like, 10 episodes or 10 interviews, and then a bit of a break, and then 10 episodes, a bit of a break, etc. It's actually worked really, really well, um, but it's sort of that time where I'm like, I think episodes would work better in terms of the weekly format. Um, obviously, we'll be doing weekly episode now, which is quite exciting. Uh, it's going to be broken into three segments, um, so we're going to have three parts to an episode. They'll be roughly about 15 to 20 minutes long, roughly. Um, so it's going to be, I think it's going to be quite exciting, a new chapter in terms of uh, what we're doing here. I want to say a big, big thank you to all the guests, um, because obviously the guests have come on, they've dedicated their own time, um, and not only for me, um, but for a lot of you guys I've seen on social media, you've been benefiting hugely from those uh, those those interviews, and we're not getting rid of them. Uh, we'll be doing an interview probably every three episodes um in it just so that we can bring in some uh, really fantastic speakers uh, and get them in but i really want to say a huge thank you to those 30 guests that we've had before um again uh, like i always say i learn so much from them um and it was really actually a really nice experiment for me now we're like eight months down the line i actually really enjoyed the podcast so huge thanks to them i really appreciate them coming on the, the podcast. Um, we, today, will be speaking about three topics. Um, I've hand-picked them, <laughs> uh, per se. Um, we will be talking about Evernote uh, as a full package in terms of Evernote, the, the application for note-taking. Then we'll be talking about a book that I've got here in front of me. It's uh, called Make Time, but we're going to be talking about a specific section in it called Highlight a technique that you can use to choose the right task that you have for the day ahead. And finally, I'll be talking about uh, personal third-party email applications, um, because I think it's quite important, uh, obviously, that, that sort of discussion at the moment. I want to explain where my head's at with it and where your head could be at, because literally everything is dying at the moment. I wanted to discuss it. Uh, it's almost like there was a cull of email apps. Anyway, um, I will also uh, be excitingly doing the podcast on the video side. If you're already watching the video side, awesome. Uh, we'll be doing this regular segment here, so you don't need to... You could be watching this on YouTube and minimize the tab and go away, or you could be listening to the podcast. It's going to take me a bit of time to work out which one to look at, like whether I'm looking at the microphone or the, uh, the actual uh, camera on the computer, or I'll probably add a camera there. I don't know. I'm still working out my setup here. Uh, this is a new way of doing it, so uh, you know, don't judge me. Uh, it's going to take a little time, a little bit of time to get used to. So the first thing I want to talk about is Evernote. Um, is like a, a package. Um, Evernote, obviously, at the moment, is allegedly going through a th- few struggles. Um, there's like 50-50. Uh, some people are talking about that it's like a massive problem at the moment. Uh, others, people are talking about, like, I don't know what the problem is. Evernote is still the number one note taker. And if you want my opinion on the product itself, like if I was a brand new note taker, 
coming into the market, um, I would probably go straight to Evernote um, because the resource itself is a well-presented package. Obviously, you have the likes of OneNote, other applications like Bear, but they, in terms of the big package, I don't think they necessarily provide what Evernote does in terms of like tons of function. Um, so what I quite like about Evernote is great. They worked a lot on the onboarding, which makes all the application easier. And remember, there is a 225 million people who are using Evernote. That's a, a, a substantial amount. Um, and of course, if they're having these issues with growth, um, it's going to take a bit of time. Now, one thing I would say is that the other day I was in a coffee shop, um, the regular coffee shop I visit, and I was just looking over, and it was like that week when all of the students come back, uh, well, not necessarily come back, like some people start university here in the UK, probably be college in America, um, but essentially uh, they, they, they all sat with their laptops open. They've got some of their first modules or sessions that they've been to, and they've grabbed themselves a latte, um, not very specific, I'm watching what they're drinking, but I could actually see they were all gathered around. And some of them were creating their own Evernote accounts. Um, and this was fascinating for me to see, because one, I've been through uh, the, the college and university system, um, and I've, I've, been able, I've been able to use Evernote as in that situation. And as someone who reviews this, um, because obviously I get to see their perspective. Um, now, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people, those students, would have found Evernote by word of mouth and by just the nature of knowing it's the best note-taking application out there. Some of them probably transferred it from the other uh, the other side, obviously being coming from high school or... Uh, I, I call it high school so much, I forget what it's called in the UK. It's actually called college here. Um, so it's it's confusing. You're going from college to university. Uh, but yeah, you, see, you, you can see a lot of students have used it throughout. And they already had a few notes. But a lot of them were setting it up brand new. And I was like looking at it, you know, from this perspective of Evernote's having all these problems. But really, it's actually a really nicely put together note-taking application. As a package, it really delivers everything you need, and I think that um, if you don't take into account with OneNote that you create your own Microsoft account and you've got to do all of that stuff, and uh, you obviously got that, I think it's perfect for a lot of situations. So I'm I, with all these speculation videos I've been doing, I would like to say that I do think Evernote is a fantastic, put, well put together package. I completely agree with a lot of the comments when people say, you know, Evernote is still the best, but they have struggled to continually develop that, and a lot of people are going, what are the alternatives? Saying that, I will be doing an Evernote Alternatives video. Probably it will be out by the time this first podcast goes out. Um, so, of course, that's what the great thing is. Now, for people on the, the YouTube side of this watching, uh, and you're probably wondering what t-shirt I'm wearing, um, it is, uh, and I did mention this in one of my videos uh, two weeks ago, it's a Never Stop Learning top from Thomas Frank. It's from his merchandise. I fell in love with it. It's a great top. Um, it's from College Info Geek. Uh, that, you know, talking about students using Evernote just reminded me uh, that it's it's a really high quality top as well. Like, um, I I quite like it. The style is really nice. Um, so if you're wondering and you're curious, I'll probably include the link in the YouTube and on the podcast. 
So the second thing I want to talk about is this book uh, right in front of me. It is called Make Time. I am thoroughly impressed with it so far. <laughs> Weirdly, it's one of the fastest, probably by the time, at this rate, by the time this podcast goes up, I will probably be finished it. I'm a whole 70 pages in, which is pretty impressive seeing how slowly I read. I am extremely impressed by this app, uh, application. I'm extremely, uh, this great app right in front of me. Um, I'm extremely impressed by this book so far. Uh, it's really well put together. Um, I think the reason it's taking me so short a time to read it is because it includes a lot of illustrations and uh, artwork. So you don't like, you feel like you're not reading a lot of the time. The text is well spaced out, so it does make it good. But the premise on this book is is is. Tr- I'm not going to be able to. Like, I'm not going to. Um, oh, Siri's gone off. Um, I'm not going to be able to tell you exactly uh, what the whole book's about necessarily because I don't want to like spoil it for people. Uh, it's not one of those books that you can really spoil, but it's more about the idea of reducing the amount of attention you give to unnecessary stuff and trying to channel your focus. It doesn't necessarily mean uh, you have to commit like, for example, you don't have to commit like, uh, you know, go like mobile, you know, throw away your mobile, put it in the bin, you know, downgrade to a, a small phone that only does calls and texts. It's really about like just trying to make sure you focus. Now, one of the things that I was quite excited about that was inside of this book, um, this book, for those who don't know, is written by Jake Knapp, spelled with a K at the front uh, and two P's at the end, and John Zeratsky. Uh, I always hate pronunciating uh, things in case I ruin it, but the book so far is, imp- is very impressive. I'm at the stage in that book where it's about something called Highlight. Now, Highlight is essentially a prioritization tactic that they use in the book. It recommends that you pick a highlight for the day as your initial part of the process. It's got like a four stage process in this book that sort of loops round and will explain itself as I read on. Um, but the the highlight section is very interesting. So it suggests you pick something called a highlight um, that is between 60 to 90 minutes long that you dedicate uh, your time to during the day. Now, it can be absolutely anything. Like, it could be like, go for a run or go for a 30-minute run or, actually, no, it's got to be 60 to 90 minutes. Go for a long run. Um, or do something substantial that, like, clean the entire house, or uh, script an entire piece of work that you've got, or write this blog post for this company um, that you've been putting off for a while. And it breaks it down into uh, lots of ways that you can prioritize that using satisfaction, joy, and the final part escapes me. But it, the 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 reason why I like it is because yeah, the way that it processes uh, that prioritization is very well put together. Uh, I've been experimenting with it uh, for the last uh, two days, and I've been very impressed. Um, I think it's come, for me, at a point in my life where I'm like, I need to do better at prioritization, because I've like I've been getting stuff in, and I've been like, okay, what is the most important thing? Whereas I never not really had that too much before, so now I'm like, uh, it's become very relevant to me at the time. So maybe that's the reason why I'm so eager about it at the moment. But highly recommend you give it a read. Um, there's a website for it, maketimebook.com. But there will be links below which you can download, um, where you you can buy the book on Amazon UK or US. Um, the, the, when I was reading this, a lot of the sort of pointers in it was a really well put together work-life balance focus. 
Um, and I was on Reddit the other day and I was reading a lot of uh, insights into work life. I like to keep an understanding of it. And uh, a recent study from Oxford University in the UK uh, produced uh, a sort of correlation between uh, happiness itself and productivity, which is uh, something that they've obviously been pumping out for quite a while. Uh, but it was put together, uh, the research, with a eight-week trial in uh, New Zealand of a three-day weekend. Um, so they tried that for eight weeks, and apparently the correlation was positive, having a longer weekend. And I think I want to share more about that on the channel, I want to share more about that on the podcast, because it's a huge topic at the moment, and it, whether you actually can take a day away from work to improve your work and actually do more, or not necessarily even do more, but do things in higher quality uh, formats is amazing. Like, that is, it's almost like taking your foot on the brake and then having, like, uh, more petrol at the end of it. I'm, I'm awful with my car analogies recently. I started learning how to drive, and I don't think I'm getting them all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so highlight inside of the book, Make Time, is my high highlight or recommendation of the week, at least. At least of the week of the month, probably. Um, let me take a sip of water. I'll be talking about Missive and Spark now. They're third-party email applications. Mm. The reason why I want to talk about Missive and Spark is because third-party email applications have been taking a beating recently. Uh, we've had Google Inbox that suffered a shutdown by Gmail. That's going to be shut down in March 2019. We saw Newton go last week, which is really sad. Uh, I had a few moments where I was like, just a reflection moment of like, it was a great email application. Um, and for two years, it did very, very well in its space. Um... And we've had uh, the likes of Astro shut down this week. Slack buys Astro, kills it on day one. A lot of people liked Astro, and I think that's some huge sad news for people. Uh, so obviously to, you know, many people who are looking for a third-party email applications, it's like a brutal time. Um, so yeah, uh, third-party email applications, personal email applications are suffering. Um, I wanted to discuss two, Missive and Spark. Spark I've been currently using. Spark is developed by a company called Readle. Readle develop a whole host of applications. Uh, I've been very impressed with it so far. I've done a full review of how I'm using it alongside SaneBox, uh, which is a uh, tool that you can use to reduce the amount of email coming into your inbox. Uh, I believe I might have a discount or a coupon inside of the deals page, which you can access. That would be accessible there. Um, we have a deals page that like has discounts on popular productivity applications, and it's something that uh, I would highly recommend checking out if you're interested in that. But uh, since I got SaneBots, it sort of reduced the amount of emails coming into Spark, and the great news is that if I'm interested in trying or trialing uh, Missive, which is another really impressive application, I got recommended this uh, by Zane Key on uh, Twitter. Uh, he previously worked with NextWeb. Um, and he recommended the application. I'm so impressed with it. It's a paid application. I think it's $12 per month per user, which again is, you know, what you're paying for. Uh, it depends what you want from it. It's got some powerful functions like track email. But the great thing with SaneBox is that I can transfer over to Missive and I'm not worrying necessarily because, you know, Missive 
can connect with Sanebox 2. It's like a Gmail thing versus a uh, application thing. So the email space is really tough at the moment. I'm mmming and ahhing between Spark and Missive, so I will let you know. There is a, a crazily uh, new application that people are raving about. The people that have tried it love it. The people that uh, are willing to pay for it, it's a whole different application, I think. So a, f a while ago, maybe a year ago, they released this application called Superhuman. Uh, it's an email application that essentially does uh, a lot of what regular personal third-party email applications do, but take it to a next level in terms of design, in terms of features, and generally the structure of the application. Um, at the moment, they're releasing like a, it's all like a private beta. Essentially, they're inviting one person at a time, doing one-to-one -one calls with them, which is mad. The application is thirty dollars per month uh, in the trial period, which I think is crazy. Well. If you think about it, um, <laughs> this is where math kicks in. Uh, it is $30. I'm going to do the calculator thing because uh, people are probably working out at home, you know, laughing at me. Uh, 30 times 12, $360 per year. Uh, roughly, probably about £300 per year in the UK. So if you really drill down to it, I don't think it will be that at launch price, but in trial price at the moment it is, in terms of like private beta price, which I think is good. I think if you're a company that is willing to launch an application that's going to really change email, and they're charging that much in the trial price, like even for those private beta users, that's good because... If they are happy with it and they they want to commit that much to it and it's going to be a sustainable email source, then that's going to be uh, something that's quite interesting. So we will only see with time, guys. Um, I don't. If if you want my honest opinion, um, it's going to take time. Uh, I think the application will probably be released in Q1 of next year, maybe like March time, um, and we'll see where everything goes. But the Feedback is incredible. Like, everyone that has said, even the ones paying $30, which they all are, they're always raving about it, which is very good. So, very good to hear that people are raving about it at $30 per month. Anyway, guys, that is the end of the podcast. We chatted about three things today. We chatted about the likes of Evernote and it being a full package. We chatted about Highlight, a technique inside of the Make Time book that I'm currently reading. And we talked about Missive and Spark. So, hopefully... It gave you some nice insights into that world of stuff. Um, again, I will be doing uh, another podcast next uh, week. It should be out. Uh, it's episode 32, which will be episode 31 today. So this new episode structure is going to get time to get used to it. But we will be chatting about Notion's inbox. We'll be chatting about this Slack IPO and a, a few of the functions and features that Slack are releasing at the moment, as well as project managers and how to really navigate that sort of space. So it's going to be quite an interesting one. We're also going to talk about a little bit about routines and things like that. But guys, really appreciate you stopping by on the podcast today. Um, I will, from next week, be reading out reviews from you guys on iTunes. Um, I would love if you could spare a few minutes to review on iTunes. If you're enjoying it, um, that's fantastic. Pop a review on there, um, and I'll start reading some of them out. So uh, you, you can partially get a shout-out if you review it. Um, but again, uh, only if you've got the time. I really appreciate it if you do. But uh, a huge thank you for stopping by today. 
uh, to the Tools I Use podcast. I will see you guys very, very soon. Cheers.